Hey, Amish, welcome back. Thanks. I think we did it. So we've got the Calgary. We're going to, this is take two, Calgary Business Podcast number 171. <laughs> Amish, welcome. And, you know, introduce yourself and tell us why you're no longer living in Airdrie because I, I had a whole bunch of questions on Airdrie and you're not there anymore. You're not there anymore. <laughs> we, we can test my knowledge. It's been a while, but we can see how well I do. Um, so, yeah, my yeah I'll let you go back. Okay, sure. Um, my name is Amish Morjeri. I'm the founder and CEO of uh, a marketing agency in town called Forward Level Marketing. Right. Uh, we founded it in 2011 of September. So coming up on nine years, our ninth birthday uh, next month. And uh, the, the sole purpose of our agency is a, kind of a different service offering for small to mid-sized companies where we act as their marketing department. Uh, so, right. so to kind of give access to small to mids that typically wouldn't have a, a big, robust marketing department uh, because just due to the size of payroll that would require um, our company is built like a marketing department. So what we do is we work on um, the marketing strategy and then also the strategic implementation with our clients from a month to month. So basis. you're built like a marketing department. So meaning, and I'm, I'm, I'm just going to give the, the benefit of the listeners. I mean, you bleed, in my view, you bleed marketing. I look at your, your LinkedIn profile of marketing <laughs> market. So it, it's, it's like red. And then again, <laughs> of course, you know, your, your symbols are red, but no, I, I jest, but really, yeah. yeah. So you, you create a marketing department. What does that mean? Well, and actually you picked up on that quite well. Uh, the funny story about that is this was a rebrand couple, uh, probably done about four or five years ago. Um, right. And before then it was uh, a typical entrepreneur fashion. Uh, just get a logo <laughs> up and, and, you know, make up a name and get the logo up and all the way you go. Right. Uh, it was actually a kind of an eye-opening experience for myself to go through a rebrand because as an entrepreneur, as an owner of a company or a founder, you're so attached to, to what you've created, right? So it was, right. It, was it was interesting to, to be in the shoes of a client to go through that. And, and actually that red was chosen on purpose because of the passion. So, um, <laughs> so it's funny you say that. So but... you do bleed, you're bleeding. I mean, you're literally <laughs> bleeding marketing and it's like the colors, you chose the colors. Yeah. But that's F, so the FLM experience, I, I'm, I think there's a brand right there, the FLM, because I, I just caught my eye. Yeah. You've kind of, you know, using a lot of people to use that very successfully and I, you know, forward level, but yeah. you've gone to the next level and you've taken a, an acronym, a three letter acronym. Yeah, it is. You know, we have a really talented uh, creative director and, um, and not, and not just him, but the rest of our team and sure. that, that kind of contributed to this. And, um, but, but yeah, speaking about our team, we're, so when I say built like a marketing apartment, yeah. Um, some agencies will typically have a focus or a, um, kind of a, a, a what they're known for, say, if, if you're a design agency or if you're a, um, a digital agency or SEO. Sure. Or, uh, we took a different approach where um, we don't we don't really want to compete against against the ones that are specifically focused on just those things. But what we did was we built the team as if you were going to build an in-house marketing department at a company. So we have graphic designers, web developers, videographer. Oh, okay. Um, writers, um, social media, nice. event management, um, strategy. And so it's kind of, you know, our clients go from zero or one person in house from marketing, if they already had someone or not, uh, to yeah. a team of 10 to 15 overnight. Um, and so, uh, in, and then you, you're kind of talking to one person or one company. Um, and in fact, we become one. And that's our goal is to really integrate ourselves within the company uh, of our client. Um, so they don't have to keep on explaining, you know, what they're trying to achieve yeah. month over month or to different people. And we really try to build a relationship um, that's long term. So we're turning nine and our our uh, oldest client, uh, our longest partner, I should say, is uh, yeah. eight and a half years. 
Wow. So you got, you got, you've grown up together. But <laughs> We've grown so you've up, seen literally. The, you've seen the changes in the market. Because if, if I take 2011, you know, that I mean, the tech, I think the iPhone, this is what, not iPhone, but Apple started opening up the, because I listened to a podcast a little bit while ago, and they were talking about how that was the era when Ma- I, the Mac opened up to developers. So suddenly you That's had right. this Airbnbs and the Ubers of the world who came out in 2011, 12, 13. Totally. Did that, did you see a shift that you, you, was it coincidence that you opened up your own shop at that time or? I mean, yeah, I, I, t- total coincidence and I, you yeah. know, com- completely unrelated to be honest yeah. with you, but, but, but definitely, you know, it's a really good point. You, you, you think about one, one of our clients had an app um, and just to see the shift in what the app was then to what it yeah. is now with like the open source development, things like that, but the access and actually how technologies has completely changed. Uh, whereas the app may have been the focal point back in 2011, it's not so yeah. much anymore. Um, it's it's an add-on. It's a value-added asset. Um, but the, what what I've seen actually is the migration from when it was just app-based to now just mobile-based sites. Sure. Right. So it's then you don't have to, then you don't have to worry about building an app for different platforms like uh, Android or iOS or things like that. You just build a mobile site that essentially kind of replaces the app. That's interesting. I can't because there was. I, I, I'm trying to remember who it was on my podcast. I said, "Do you have an app?" He says, "No, no. We just we're mobile enabled." Because to your point, I guess you don't have to worry about upgrades and you know. I mean that that's another era. That's mm-hmm. another area when you talk about upgrading and having that functionality in today's no code. You know, I was, I was reading an article and posted the other day where people are creating the business through WhatsApp or Slack yeah. or, you know, and, and, and they really, they make multi-million uh, dollar business in, in a platform, someone else's platform. Totally. And I think, I think that still exists. Like if you're, if you're selling an app as your core product or service, then, and then sure. But I, I think the shift I've seen is if you're a, let's say a B2B type organization, and perhaps you were investing in an app to, to deliver your information in another way, uh, yeah. five, 10 years ago, perhaps you're not necessarily investing in that versus now a mobile version of that. So you, yeah, that's right. You only have to update. You still have to make sure the proper update security and all that kind of stuff is still there. But now it's just one size fits all for it doesn't matter what phone you're looking at it from or iPad or tablet or um, yeah. Galaxy, et cetera. So you, let, let's, let's go back to the origin. So you said we started this, we wanted to be the in-house. Yeah. Was it because, I mean, I'm, I'm, you can, you can go back to where you worked before, but did you see that as an opportunity because of the clients you companies you worked for? What was that, you know, the Genesis moment, that pivotal moment where FLM came, you know, said, we need to do this for other yeah. Um, you know, it's a funny story. So I grew up in Airdrie, as you mentioned earlier. And then <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we'll see how far the we road, can go. I've been to Balzac and back, but I've never been to Airdrie. Oh, you're missing out. Actually, it's <laughs> I'll get I get lost now. Go it's yeah. it's embarrassing to say. I remember uh, and I date myself, but I remember the first traffic light um, in Airdrie. Uh, and then I went back, uh, which was kind of neat, actually. I went back in uh, November, I, I believe it was November, December, sure. um, to my high school. To I got asked to speak at Career Day, and um, I hadn't been in that high school for 20 years. Uh, and uh, my friend now is the principal, so it was kind of like full circle, and it was really interesting. But I had another friend that was also get to the, you get to the office, young man. Wait yeah. a minute. Yeah. Have, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I had another friend they're presenting to, and we, yeah. we were asked to, you know, join our friend in the principal's office. And you just get that little anxiety. <laughs> like, I don't know. 
but uh, that's incredible that that feeling yeah yeah and then we went to we went for lunch later and i had to ask my friend um how to get there because now i get lost in urgery it's it's, it's too it's too big but uh, anyhow um i digress and uh but but yes there was a there was a moment and um that was my long-winded way of taking it there i guess and i I went to University of Calgary from when I was living in Airdrie still. And then I decided um, after a life experience of visiting my sister in U of T that I needed to, <laughs> I needed to get away for university as well. So yeah. I ended up at Carleton in Ottawa. Yeah. Um, and fast forward to uh, 2000, 2006, um, I kind of, I, I secured a job at a university there in Gatineau as my first marketing job. And I woke, right. up, I woke up one day and I just home's home and I moved back and, uh, moved back without a job, and it was during um, the the boom. Really, it was like 2006, 2007. So it was pretty hard for a a new marketer to get a job, um, uh, compared to everyone else. The influx of talent coming in, right? Because yeah, of the, because of the boom during then 07, and um, and so I well, that, that was it. Oh, those are the days. I mean, in 2005, six, and seven, I was in Kazakhstan in right. oil companies. It was insane. I couldn't keep oil. I was working for an audit firm. I couldn't oh. keep auditors. Like the no. staff were going, they were just getting yeah. hemorrhaging into the industry at double, triple the salary. And I imagine, well, marketers are probably, that was probably boom as well. Well, in terms of- I, well totally. And, and, you know, back then it was the engineers and geologists and all that kind of right. coming. But then, but then who followed shortly was all the other talent. And part of that was marketing. So as a, as a new grad, essentially yeah. with, you know, one year experience, I was, I was fighting with people at five, 10 years of experience. Like who are they going to take? Right. And so I lucked out. I got, I was very fortunate um, to get a chance with a energy boutique firm called Thackeray Burgess, which is uh, energy. It was a boutique energy, oil and gas law firm. Yeah. And so I was covering for a, uh, a mat leave. And um, so I was the only person in marketing and, um, and (laughs) you had to to wear all hats, wear all hats. And really like really realistically speaking, my first ish full job, because I I did work previously, but for like eight months. So realistically speaking, kind of getting thrown right into the fire, which I loved. And and I really love that they trusted me because they're just a great group of people. And um, it says a lot about them if they, Kind of trust this young kid. Coming well, that, I mean, in. guess then because the lawyers, if because you worked for a lawyer and then you went into Mac Dick or Mac, McLeod Dixon, because I mean, then you just hung the shingle out. You didn't even have to hang a shingle out because people just came. They were so busy, and I guess then you hit the crisis in two thousand. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. I learned a lot, and and yeah. part of the learnings too is uh, I remember coming in. I had to work on a project, and I had to coordinate about five different vendors just to work on one project. So by vendors, I mean freelancers. So uh, I think it was a website or a brochure, and. I had to talk to a writer. It was a website. I had to talk to a writer, a designer, yeah. a developer, and they weren't talking to each other. I'm like, there's nice. got to be a better way to do this. Yeah. And so that's where the idea for Level was born because, well, wouldn't it be nice if I could just talk to one company that could that could be my implementation team? Because the, the difference was I can either focus on strategy or implementation. You can't do right. both at the same time. Right, right. And so that's where the idea for Level was. Well, we're going to build a shop that does both and you can use this for either just a strategy and then go implement it yourself or you can use this if you have a strategy and we you need the you know that you need the bench strength for us to implement, then we got you. And if, or if you need both, we got you for both too. So, but you had to recruit like-minded people, like a videographer, an SEO guy, or a tech. Now, now you get into digital marketing. Did yeah. you recruit all those, or did you kind of you had those hats as well? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question, actually. So I bootstrapped the whole thing, and um, I, my commitment was I'm not going to take on debt to do this, um, yeah. and I'm gonna I'm not going to sell a piece 
of the equity. So I was very patient the way I kind of built it. And the first step was hiring generalists. So kind of like your typical marketing um, coordinator uh, specialist type person that wears many hats that can do, that understands yeah. digital writing and all that. And then um, the, 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 the first specialty uh, in-house person we brought on was our creative director, who's now our creative director. He's been basically since the start. Um, sure. And so, but he has been. Uh, the, okay. The, can we give him a was, shout out? Yeah. Shout Jeff, out Jeff Holden. Yeah, absolutely. Jeff, He's... I'm, you're holding, we're holding Jeff to a higher standard. <laughs> yeah. I would. All these FLM. I'm holding you to. You, know, you must right. use that. You must uh, use that in a marketing thing. It's actually a funny story. Um, uh, it, it, how how full circle it comes because uh, when I first started the company, I didn't have a designer. So uh, a friend who who became uh, an employee, yeah. um, recommended me someone, and then that didn't work out. So then I actually uh, called uh, my now business partner John Holden, who was who is related to Jeff. The brother. Um, the brother. I'm like, do you want to do some design work? Because I need some help. He's like, no, but I know who does. And so we all hopped on a we all hopped on a phone call. And um, I don't think we talked work. We just talked about um, music and sports. And then <laughs> I said, Jeff, I need some help. He's like, I got. I, I'm here for you. So ever since then, Jeff's been part of Forward Level. And then um, four and a half years later, John came in as, as, um, as corner. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, so it's kind of full circle how that came along, uh, um, uh, in terms of where we're at today. No, I, I mean, cause see, for me, I'm fascinated because when I, and I go back to that time, 2000, oh, SEO marketing is really, and I remember there was a guy, I was in Dubai and this kid is like, he was like, oh yeah, you need SEO. And so he showed me how you can grade out, you can gray, you know, in your website. So those letters come up. So the, the, the marketing words. And I guess now they've moved. That's evolved to the point today where you just have to have it as a standard feature. Then it was something to stand out. But yeah. that, that SEO talent is, is kind of linked to your digital guy, is it not? Or how? Well, I mean, the game's changed. So you talked about apps earlier. And the game's changed so drastically in SEO as sure. well. Where it used to be <laughs> a really smart, technically savvy person could go and and um and get you ranked high through through back end coding and things like that and now there's yeah. so much more um that google's essentially changes the game continuously and and i sure. and i and i really shouldn't be talking too too much about this because <laughs> our the people on our team know much more than this than i do but um uh, but but from what i understand is um you know dynamic content is is a significant contributor and what i mean by that is Google wants you to find something that's relevant to you right away. And so it's not just about a keyword in the back end. And if you get to the website, it's yeah. not relevant and they bounce. You're not going to rank high. Um, so the content has to be relevant. And so it's not just so much about the technicalities in the back end. That's still important, but it's also yeah. the, con the type of content you're releasing. So if, and how and how often. So how relevant and how timely is your content? But look, look at look at look at today, Google. And I read this article, but I went and looked at it. And it's, it's true. When you do a Google search, they keep you there. Mm -hmm. they, that's right. They put the little, whatever it is, how to pronounce forward level mark, because it's yeah. pronunciation or whatever it is. And it stops at a definition. It's not, there's no way, there's no web link. That's right. And, yeah. and the people don't like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, so how we started was um, going back to your original question, but um, to bootstrap this thing, we started with freelancers. And then when the, yeah. when the, when the correct, the kind of inflection point made sense to bring them in house. That's how we built nice. the team. Nice. So, so we were originally as just me and, and a few freelancers and then one by one uh, we built the team in house. So now today we're um, 
a team of 10 full-time plus about three to five freelancers. So I'm going to throw a name out there. I think you and I talked offline, Gary Vaynerchuk. Right. What do you, I mean, he, every time I listen to him, I can predict what he's going to say. And they ask him a question on the mark, a marketing thing. And he says, marketers ruined it. So what, you know, he, he, he talks about reverse engineering. Right. How do you, what is your view on traditional versus reverse engineering or just whatever? I, you know, I just want to hear I, that. I, yeah, I like, I really like Gary V and, and I know John actually likes him even more. Yeah. Um, John's holding to him as well. John's holding to, yeah, yeah, yeah. He holds him in right. Yeah, yeah. He likes holds him, him in high regard. Yeah, that's right. I hold, you gotta, you have to play it right though. The words have. I hold in you for. To high I guess. Anyway. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, okay. You know, I, I don't think there is just one way to be honest, and and I, right. I, I get what he's doing. He's being bold, and that's his brand. That's his personal brand, and he has to have a stance on something. But I, I don't. And in that regard, I think there is room for both. I think you have to. I think you have to approach from both angles. You have to have yeah. a, almost like a hypothesis and then test it and then see yeah. how it works and then reverse re-injure. Re- oh, um, I'm, uh, I'm of the mindset. Of, uh, so when we work with our clients, it's very much about um, uh, a simple and effective. Approach. So um, that's internally, that's how we approach it. So keep it simple. Um, is it easily, actionable let's do it yeah. and then let's learn from it let's, re- let's reverse engineer uh what happened and make it better make the tweaks where we need to you know it's incredible that how that i mean i come back after 18 years of being overseas and, and just everything you know changed this is pre pre-covid and then you hit then hit covid so yeah. i mean what have you what have you seen that the anything drastic or do you want to share or can you share sort of the COVID, pre-COVID, and now post-COVID. You've got three eras in, in less than six months, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, just a slight change, right? Um, it's been interesting. I, I, uh, I mean, aside from the, uh, you know, the really serious part of, you know, the health implications for, yeah. for, for those vulnerable and, and things like that, which is a serious issue, and we have to take that seriously. Um, but from a business standpoint as well, um, and I know that's, I think, what you want to focus on is, um, it's been tough. I think it's, it's been like entrepreneurship is a tough ride. It's, 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 it's a, it's a unique ride, right? Like, and it's, yeah. it's how comfortable are you with risk? How, how can you manage your emotions? How do you, um, what's your outlet? What's your mindset? Uh, how do you take care of yourself? Um, all these things. And then on top of that, you added. Oh, I'm sh- I've lost. Um, and, keep, um, you keep the responsibilities you may have at home. And then on the next layer of that, these are the external factors like these. Did you lose me? Yeah, I kind of lost you there. Are you, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, you just fade in and out. And it's either it's me or you or it's something. You know what? I'm going to just turn my – well, hopefully this helps. Well, let me know. Um, so, sorry, I was just saying there's so many factors of, of entrepreneurship. And then the, the last layer was this pandemic. And it was yeah. – the, the biggest one about this was it was the unknown. And – um, I think that was the biggest challenge for everyone is that there was just, there's no, there's no playbook for this and, no. and trying to figure it out. And I think the the biggest thing was everyone was trying to figure it all together, which was really nice. So we forged a lot of relationships with some people we've never even talked about just to share information and knowledge and, Hey, how are you handling this? And yeah. um, which was amazing to see uh, for us uh, particularly um, John and I had a chat right when kind of everything was starting to unfold and, um, we just said, no matter what, we're going to keep our team together. And so, um, 
that was our that was our pact and um we have a really really good team and we wanted to stay committed to that and and i think what we're grateful for is the team stuck with us through that and and we're you know our our my favorite stat we were just talking about the other day was that we were down 50 percent in revenue and we've kept all yeah. of our staff you know that's a common theme i've listened to a lot of podcasts you know i listen I, the three main ones i listen to gary vaynerchuk but i also listen to reed hoffman the masters of scale and then he also doubles it down. Reed Hoffman does the gray matter from Greylock. Mm-hmm. And that's been a constant theme. I've listened to several over the last uh, three, four months. And let's keep the first thing was we're going to keep the team together. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I guess in that, you know, that continuity helps because you persevere and you all share. And then you said you've had discussions with people you probably didn't have before. And why is that? Just people were reaching out to you or reach, you reached yeah, out to them? I, I think both. I think what you're seeing here is just a real sense of community. I think what was really encouraging through this is um, I'm grateful for the network that we have. And, and there's just people willing to help people, right? At the end of the day, we're in the human business. Yeah. And no matter if you sell a product or a service or whatever, and um, everyone banded together, and and not only that, what now what you're seeing is which is which I'm really excited about, and I've even changed some of my behaviors. Is just supporting local, right? It's really supporting the businesses that are in Calgary right now. Um, yeah, and making a conscious effort to do that, and and then not only from a spending uh, habit, but how else can you support if it's through knowledge or access to knowledge or um, perhaps just a venting session or anything like that, that, you know, like it happens. Right. And, and I think that, that was really interesting to see. And, um, and now you're seeing the other side, we're starting to see the other side of it where the people who, who have kind of gotten through this, um, I feel are kind of back into that, you know, the entrepreneurial roller coaster of, um, oh my God, I'm really good at this all the way down to, I'm really bad at this. Why did I start? And now that I think we're getting back to like, oh, this is really exciting again. At least we are. And I know there's been some, um, I know there's still challenges out there. I'm not trying to say sure. ever, that's, you know, that's not a broad brush to paint because I know there's still some hardships out there, which we really have to pay attention to. But um, at least I think in what, what we're seeing now is um, there's some sense of positivity coming, right? With relaunch and, and things like that. So um, as far well, as it's, our, it, yeah. it's so hard. I mean, if you, so if you're marketing and it's just your point about some companies that really struggled or and maybe you didn't make that point, but it, there has been a real struggle. And if you, you know, bringing back to life or re-kicking start, you know, it's more than just a, a few dollars to play employees. It's, it's really, how do you get, you know, go back to where you were pre COVID or, and what are those numbers? Yeah. And, and, and maybe I'm misinterpreting, but, uh, from going back to where you were, I think you're going backwards. And I think yeah. what, I, what I mean by that is uh, we've had to. No, no, no. I, I, that's exactly your point. Cause yeah. a lot of people say, Oh, I want to go back to where I was before pre COVID, but no, you don't. It's changed. Yeah. It's no, you changed. don't. Yeah. Every, yeah. And, and I, I really think the one thing we've been given is the gift of time throughout all this. And um, you know, not without hardship, of course, but, but we've been given time to in, re, in, re-innovate ourselves. We've, uh, we we entered like COVID. Yeah. Uh, we entered COVID as a, a time for money exchange service offering, essentially, right? If you're in the consulting yeah. business, um, but we're exiting out with two new products, and and in addition to our existing service offering, so we had time to reinnovate and now diversify our revenue streams and really focus on ourselves. We're kind of like the shoe cobbler that never had time <laughs> to, you know, to time to you know work on his own shoes, and we never had time to market ourselves. So can you share, can you share, cause I, I, I'm literally, this is, you just got me 
on this two new products? Because mm-hmm. I think you and I talked offline. Mm-hmm. Are you in a position to share or do you want to wait to another? Oh, totally. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, we uh, we kind of reinvented something we were always doing into a new product. So that one is um, we really wanted to understand what the barriers were to work with us uh, because we don't, we're not a numbers game. We're not, we don't work with a high volume of clients. We work with a small um, yeah. small number of clients, but for a very long time. And, and so what was the barrier and, and also what do clients need right now or prospects need right now? And they need some direction. So our first um, product is called the move forward marketing strategy. And it's about a four to six week process where um, we would work with the, with our client to basically walk them through where they end up with a marketing strategy and a, and a 12 month strategic plan uh, to execute. Um, and so you, you walk in with not knowing what to do or perhaps lack of clarity. And, and especially yeah. the game's changed completely. The game has changed in the last six months in terms of yeah. marketing. Um, and now it's that like they walk out with some clarity. So that's been really good um, in terms of um, um, the success with it. And, and we're really excited about it because it's, again, the simple and effective method. It's really simplified um, how to get them to immediate action right away that would impact their business on a positive growth scale. Um, yeah. And the second one was uh, we're launching, it's, we're in the process of um, building it out right now, but it's a marketing 101 training program that's online. And oh, so, right. so if you take someone that has someone in house that can implement the strategy or the plan that we just helped them develop, um, we have, uh, um, we're launching a marketing 101 training program that their staff could take, um, which is um, also qualifies for the Canada Alberta job grant. And so that means that they have um, knowledge now internally to help them baseline knowledge, right? It's not going to be, yeah. you know, experience that, that that's a different thing, but at least there's baseline knowledge of marketing that they can bring in house to help them grow their business. So yeah, we've two new things. So that, I mean, let's, let's take marketing 101. So the marketing 101, you, you put out flyers and, you know, I, yes, literally yesterday, a landscaping guy dropped a flyer at my door and I'm like, what? Because <laughs> the the human effort that takes, whether it's an individual or a, a machine, I don't know if a machine's going to do that, right? So think of the, the you talk about time. You said something about time earlier. Yeah. The the amount of time to deliver one mm-hmm. versus a fifty thousand that you can hit in probably you know if you have targeted ads. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, marketing one hundred and one is no longer the same yeah. as it was. 10, 20 years ago. That's just it. Totally. And, and that's what I mean by the game's completely changed, right? It's like, um, and maybe that flyer still works, right? It's like, speaking of early reverse engineering, we got to really understand where your market's coming from and who, or like who's buying from you, right? And maybe that flyer is still does work. But for us, what, what COVID changed for us was originally this marketing 101 training program was going to be a three-day in, in-person um, yeah. session, right? Yeah. And now it's like, okay, well, Online can't, Zoom. can't do that now. So um, we're now creating, yeah, a gated um, online plot training platform that's repeatable. Yeah. Um, and nice. so there's a lot of more, there's a lot different kind of effort that goes into building something like that from, you know, branding to development and all the digital components and things like that and the recording and editing and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but once you're done, it's a product now. It's not um, something where we have to invest well, other than up keeping the information up to date and making sure it's still current and of value, um, you're not having to now um, do a three day in person course. And then on yeah. the flip side, the trainee doesn't have to sit through eight hours each day. They can now consume it on demand. Well, that's the thing. The online, and you know, I was talking with Ian Galloway, Ian Holloway, Ian Holloway from the, the Dean of Law at UFC. He said within three mm-hmm. days we went digital. We were online. 
yeah. when COVID hit and they had no choice. So it was a hybrid of professors that were the old PDF printed out, smelled the paper, you know, that kind of, <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, it literally using paper clips or big clips to having to suddenly go digital. And so, you know, that, that's a massive shift in education. And what you just said is employee training. I can get a cert. Maybe I can have a, a certificate or for, in three days, I can get a grant from the government. Totally. I mean, you're talking, that's a massive shift. If sitting in the classroom and there's a lot of friction, yeah. you've just changed that. You've changed the ballgame yeah. on that one on, on a small level. Yeah, and, and there's some really good articles, too, on how some of the bigger universities have, are now considering, um, you know, what the shift in education is going to be like now, right, given this. Yeah. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's, it's really interesting stuff. It's, it's, but for, for us, um, the mindset we had was, okay, we, we gotta, we're going to have to play a certain amount of defense at the beginning um, just to yeah. make sure everything's taken care of and we're prudent and we have a plan. So we had a six month plan in place and we're in month five of it. Um, and as of June, we were okay. We're, we're in offense mode. Now we've, we've mitigated everything we've needed to. Um, sure. And now it's all about what our hundred days, our next hundred days look like and our next hundred days are laid out. And, and the really interesting thing about that too, is we engaged our team to be part of it. And we wanted to, because with the whole thing for that was we wanted to be really transparent um, throughout this whole process. Like this is, this is something that no one's been through. So, the last thing you want to do is leave anyone in the dark. Um, so it, what it's actually taught us too is the the new level of we we always thought we were transparent. We always tried to be transparent. Yeah. It's probably the better, yeah. better way. But as a business owner, you you still shield your team from certain things. Um, and in this, sure. and in this this uh, case, we we decided for all the for all the forward level people listening. Here, listen up. He's going to reveal. No, that's a good. No, yeah. You're right. Oh, they already right, know. Right, they know everything. <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing they won't know. <laughs> that's incredible. You say that, but but you're right. I mean, it's like, what do you tell yourself in a in a small business? If you got five to ten person, you know, there's only so much you can shelter because they're going to see you through the window or when you walk in. Yeah, it's really hard in a smaller shop. How big is how big is your company? Yeah, we're ten to ten full time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you're a small business helping other small business. Yeah. Right? You're all in the same kind of boat. Totally. Well, it was really interesting to uh, I, my sister really sent me a really good article about this uh, during COVID, and it really opened my eyes. And uh, it was yeah. an article about we're not we're not all in the same boat. We're just fighting the same storm. <laughs> right. And and so some people are in a dinghy, some people are in a yacht, some people are in a you know four passenger. Yeah. Some people aren't yeah. in a canoe, but, but I really like that because it is the same storm, but we all have different ways of navigating through that storm. Yeah. We all have different things we're dealing with. Right. Um, yeah. And on a certain scale and some are more prepared than others. Some uh, probably may not have that certain, you know, it was just really resonated with me. And that's a brilliant analogy. I love that. You need to, I mean, I need that because it's, it's material. It's material. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, but let me look, move forward. Okay. So I look at your website or not your website on your, your LinkedIn and move forward. Why seats? It looks like something you already had right in place. Yeah, totally. Previously. Yeah. So a big, a big part of our purpose is community as well. So our, our purpose at four level is simply just to move forward. And, and we broke, we've broken yeah. that down in in order of uh is our team then our clients and then our community so if we take care of yep. our team we can take care of our clients if we take care of our clients we we have the resources then to take care of our community and um so move forward yyc was uh, uh an initiative that um john and i co-founded uh, yeah. a year or two probably two or three years ago now um and the idea was is is it's to it's to create a platform to unite like-minded entrepreneurs. So entrepreneurs who believe in giving back. And the idea is um, 
everyone's doing really cool things on in on their own. But what happens if we actually had the power of numbers and we all yeah. focused on one thing together? So not to take away from our individual efforts, but let's also connect like-minded entrepreneurs to get back to the community. So uh, we d- we had um, uh, a soft launch of it. And, and the idea is it's, it's kind of, um, well, what it was going to be pre-COVID, which it still will be, just a, yeah. kind of a pause. But um, it's how do we connect entrepreneurs to give back um, to initiatives that we all collectively want to um, address, but more systemic, uh, systemic type change. Right. So right. Um, an interesting one that came up was uh, we were um, the sponsors of a stage uh, with our friend Avnish at Standing Command. And um, we branded the stage Move Forward YYC. Um, Avnish is a big supporter. And um, we found out a few days, this was two years ago, we found out a few days before Folkfest that the mustard seeds was really in a shortage of towels. So we, we, um, we said, well, this is perfect. And so what we did was we engaged our network. Just and, towels. I mean, because it's a drop-in center, right? The mustard seed. Yeah. Is that um, where the towels? Well, is... well they, they, they have a shelter, right? So it's a, yeah. it's a place to stay. And then... Um, yeah, um, yeah. So they know, need towels for the for the patrons. Yeah, I guess. and so, there yeah. was a big shortage, and so we're like, this is a perfect test case for move forward. Wow, I see. Let's let's nice. en- let's engage our um, platform um, yeah. and all the entrepreneurs within it and all of our network. And um, within uh, the idea was we're the we're the um, the stone that causes the wave. So once we kind of get the momentum going, we can exit, and this this change can carry Keeps on. Keeps going. And, yeah. and it did. And it was amazing. Uh, six, eight months later, um, through all the um, uh, buy-in and media and things like that, um, Mustard Seed had too many towels. <laughs> they didn't, th- didn't throw in the towel. Like, yeah. We didn't throw in the towel. You could use that as a towel. <laughs> yeah. So they had wow. to, so Isn't they, that crazy? And then were, pro- so- yeah. And then they were able to give the excess towels to other agen- agencies in town, which was amazing. So the idea of just power of numbers. And so we, we, were, we were really excited to we were actually had another event scheduled in March at hotel arts uh, at their pool because they had a bubble uh, over their pool, which if anyone hasn't checked out hotel arts, you definitely should. That's phenomenal. <laughs> and it's a bubble, a bubble of the, the bubble boy. It's a, it is amazing. And um, <laughs> Fraser and his team have done a fantastic job in, in um, we were going to have a, another underwear razor for mustard seed in March <laughs> uh, because there yeah. was another shortage. And so it was really cool. And then with COVID it had to get canceled. So, uh, we were just tra- chatting about this other day. It's like, what's our plan? Like, how do we how do we reengage this at some point? So, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's been really it's a big part of who we are in terms of. But that's the sure. whole thing. Like to think the folk festival and the online versus offline. You know, the, the, you have to be more creative because the old isn't working and the new new isn't even you don't even know what the new new is. You just you have to try things. Totally. I mean, this is to your point of if the creative director. If I was Jeff Holden. I mean, this is the platform to be creative and at the same time sympathetic and at the same time, uh, you know, informative because you can't do things. You know, there's so many avenues to think about. Wow. So marketing 101, yeah. you, you suddenly it's marketing 17, you know, 799 things <laughs> to think about, right? Totally. I mean, our, team, our team's done a really good job. There was a client that relied solely on face-to-face kind of seminars and had to take, yeah. had to take it digitally and our team yeah. just did a phenomenal job of figuring out how to do that and um because the game's changed now like it's completely like and and you know i was just reading the other day that this could go on for another year or two like you know even with the vaccine so um but but i think the best ones 
innovate the way out. And I, I think like, I think that's what we're seeing. I think there's only one way out and it's to innovate your way out. And um, that's what's happening. And I, that's what I'm grateful for. I think the, the amount of innovation we've seen and we continue to see is going to be yeah. the, equiv- the equivalent to what we would have seen in like three or four years. You know, one of my, you, you mentioned earlier about entrepreneurs, some, some may be failing. And, and one of the, one of the podcasts I had, one of the guests, he said, you know, if they take out the, the entrepreneur, the business that the entrepreneur is, that entrepreneur still got the ideas you know, that mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, I would seek them out. That was kind of the comment because you've made, totally. you mentioned community that that's been a common thread. I heard a lot in a lot of my podcasts is community. Mm-hmm. I would seek out those entrepreneurs that were in my community and find a ways to pick their brain, you know, to, to, to innovate and create again. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy because you, you got to pick up the, the moral, there's moral issues and there's uh, personal health, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's part of it, right? It's like whoever you can kind of help. And I, I, I don't really like to use that, you know, they failed because I don't think they've failed. They were, they were just, you know, they're, they're circumstance. They're, yeah. They're, circumstance. Yeah. they're, they're through, uh, they've been, they've been given a challenge to figure out and as entrepreneurs, they will. You know, and I think they just need perhaps need more time or a little bit of um, a little bit of support to, to get there. So, um, yeah, it's big for us. I think wherever we can help others is it's always been a, a big part of forward level. And and we hear it loud and clear from our team, too, in terms of like just begging for community type um, involvement, which is which I love, because that means we have the right people. You know, so th- this this I'm going to throw this one because a lot of people don't get this one. But one Gary Vaynerchuk, a couple of years ago, I listened to a podcast. He said. For, for certain, this is a marketing thing. He said, "Be community ambassadors." Mm-hmm. And what he mean, what he meant by that is, if you're a real estate agent, you're sitting around the office and you're not busy, or or a car dealer, uh, salesman, you're not busy. Be community, social media, community ambassadors. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I I, I still don't see. And this is two years on, and I've been in Calgary now for over a year since I got back, and and literally I don't see people being community ambassadors. And what I mean by that is, what are the car dealers doing? Because I don't think a lot of people are buying cars and home, you know, I, I, there's going to be a lot of failure there, a lot of disappointed people. Are they turning that? That's a reverse engineering, which works, but people aren't, they don't grasp it. Maybe some do. I don't know. Maybe what's your view? I, I guess uh, from a community ambassador, do you mean in terms of just generally in the community or social media? So look, oh, I see. what I see from as an account, I'm an accountant okay. and I don't know marketing. I don't know marketing or Sam or Mary that work in the marketing department, but I'm sure they're very nice people. Right. But I, you know, the point is I, I'm in this from an outs in looking outs. What do you call it? Outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and when I, when I bring up that idea of, of being a social media ambassador, mm-hmm. meaning I see. are you sitting and, and com- talking about things that are going on? And I'm going to go back to Airdrie, mm-hmm. you know, Airdrie's got a sale at the farmer's market this weekend has nothing to do with selling cars. Right. I don't, you know, I mean, it's a very simple level and yeah. I could expand on that. Yeah. But the, the point is I went to OK Tire to get my brakes done because I didn't, you know, they were kind of, you know, I just went there because they were there along 17th Ave. Sure. The guy next to him, Midas had to, I, I got, I got, to, and I'll tell you this reason why I'm making this point is I got, I went to Midas and got the, uh, whatever changed and, and I had wipers. <laughs> they got mm-hmm. free wipers with an oil chain. So it was easy for me. Right. All it was because I saw I drove by there. But if I'm not driving by there, those guys are busy as can be. And then others car servicing. You know, I had I had the people. And I'm going to say the Fountain Tire guys on. And I'm thinking Fountain Tire. 30 years ago, they had ads 20, 30 years ago where a guy had nothing to do with tires. And it was a guy driving, uh, the guy going to the airport. He was a comedian. Mm-hmm. And he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt. And he gets on the plane. And this, 
are you guys, this is the plane was going to Winnipeg and they're all wearing parkas. <laughs> and it was funny and it resonated and it still resonates to me 30 years later. Mm-hmm. Had nothing to do with tires. Right. So and when I listen to Gary Vaynerchuk and he talks about Michelin, you yeah. know, Michelin, the five star yeah. restaurants. Yep. Yeah. Michelin also makes tires. Yeah. And they also make, you know, they're in media ambassador, their media for the restaurant business. It has nothing right. to do with their main business. That's right. So I, I, I don't, I, it's more of a win, but it's more of me. I'm, I was observing, think, wow, SEO, digital marketing, branding, awareness, social media, digital websites, flyers, gimmicks, right? Yeah, there's a lot to consider, totally. And I think, yeah. I think a part of it too is just not knowing where to begin. All right. I don't, I don't, I'm not so sure it's, <laughs> the, the lack of wanting to do it, I think it's more yeah. just like, you know, and, and if you just say social media, well, which platform? Is it LinkedIn? Is it Instagram? Is it Pinterest? Is it all Facebook? Is all it, you know, right? Like, so, oh, okay, well, that's relevant. Yeah. yeah relevant. So, so, like, which one, right? And so I think like there's almost that over state of overwhelm, too. And that's that's what we're trying to address in this in this marketing sure. 101. It's just like, hey, where do you, where do you even start, right? Or our move forward strategy, it's kind of like, okay, well, you know, um, this is how you leverage your internal talent when, you know, this is, yeah. and when we actually work with our clients on that too, is like, Hey, this is internally, we can get someone, we can help train someone to do this. So we don't have to do it. And that's not the sense that we don't want to do it, but it's like, Hey, let's, let's utilize your team that you have internally as well. Well, to your point, I mean, to your point, there's, it depends on if you're selling tires or you're selling widgets or you're doing service in a garage. You know, so I see what you see. Uh, Guillermo Salazar was on my the podcast. I see what you see, and he said, literally, I was trying to fix my garage door, and I had to call the service guy in, or I was doing you know the furnace, and I had to call them in. And so he came up with the idea for I see what you see, and right. so the, it's a mobile. You you open it up, and you just show the guy what right. you're looking at. Totally. Oh, okay. So you can avoid it, and so that. He spawned, he, he raised, they raised funds recently uh, to, to go further and they're in some kind of accelerator. The point is, it depends. Mm-hmm. It depends on what you're doing. But if you're, if you're enamored by the past, and this is kind of like the, the fountain tire thing, I'm, gosh, goodness, if I was the head of marketing, I'd be open to virtually anything and then still use the flyers and still use the commu- community. Totally. Right? The, the, the fans. Yeah. He talked about, the guy said, my, I have parents coming in today and they go do you remember us when my dad brought us in here i mean that's that resonates mm-hmm. well i think not yeah yeah well i think it's also the engagement level of the team right and i think you know that's something that you can't force it's it's so yeah. the, now you're talking about culture and yeah. and marketing deeply affects culture too as much as just the operations of the business of the leadership and and the team within um but you're also talking when you're saying you know community ambassadors um, the ambassador is a really, really operative word there that you're, it's not a formal title. Exactly. It's, it's a you thing. Become, you become, you know, 20 years ago when I was working at Gord's running store, I don't even know Gord's yeah. on uh, yeah, totally. street now. Yeah. So Gord's was on 14th street and everybody came in. What's the runs? What's going on this week, next week. And, and so that's the social media side that existed before social media. Yeah. Everybody knew when the next run was. What, how many, where's the race package pickup? If it wasn't at Gore's, it was somewhere else. And so that was the pre, pre, pre social media, right? Totally. Everything, everything went through his store. Now it's like, I would expect to see a similar, here's a run in Chicago. Anybody run in Chicago? Okay. It's different today, but you know, that, that social media ambassador is an informal title. Right. It depends on what you do. It depends on what you're doing. Yeah. And you, 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 you don't, you know, you don't achieve an ambassador title, like in the sense that you don't get, you don't get promoted. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, to be an ambassador, it's not a, no. you either are or you're not. and Or, or yeah. you grow into one, perhaps, is probably the better way to kind of envision it. Um, because you, it's, it's also... Uh, it's not also not authentic to say you're an ambassador when you've just started working within a brand, right? So <laughs> I, I think it's... No, but to say, to say someone else, oh, no, we already do the flyers. Oh, no, no, we already, we already spend the money. Like, literally, my daughter was working with a, a, a university painters. I can't remember the name. And the guy's like, yeah, we only do flyers. And I'm like, because we, we ran some ads that didn't work. Are you kidding? <laughs> you, did, you ran some, Go do the flyers. I don't care. But you should be running uh, on Facebook guy grandpa or whatever it is i'm 50 54 but if they're on the if they're on facebook you'll get the, the ads will be targeted wish foundation or unpublished unpublished facebook ads work yeah wish hits me if i google something that hits me on my my searches right totally so if i'm on those platforms if i'm not on the platform it won't work for but if if i'm going to paint my house right that if you're going to deliver a flyer to me and it, rain, it rains and i don't see that flyer i'm going to go to someone else so I don't know. I'm just, or I see the guy next door gets his house painted. Very effective, but it doesn't get enough. It doesn't get the message. You can't scale that. No. Yeah. There's definitely, there's definitely uh, multiple facets to your marketing. It's not a, it's not a one and done approach for sure. Anyway, you know, Amish, this has been fantastic. And I just, you know, any, you know, any other thoughts because you, it looks like, Oh, the only thing I wanted to say is because you're part of the Mount Royal. You're also, influencing the Bissett, you're part of the Bissett marketing partnership there. Yeah. Yeah. David Finch, the associate prof there is a friend of mine. Oh, yeah, I know David, yeah. So um, he asked me to be on it, which I love. And um, I never even went to MRU, but that doesn't matter. And I'm glad it doesn't matter to him. So, sure. um, but that's really cool. There's some really cool people on that. Um, there's a big, it's a big round table full of really bright marketing minds in Calgary. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of lucky to be kind of, you know, having conversations with those people and seeing, and, yeah. and they use us to be kind of, uh, what I really like what Dave's doing there is, um, it's a very practical approach to, to going through your program. So it's not just book text, textbook learning. Um, yeah. it's really, um, okay. You know, academics in terms of traditional textbook learning is part of it, but then also the practical application and developing their life skills and soft skills along the way, which is instrumental um, you know, going into the, to the workforce. So sure. I thought that was phenomenal. They do a really good job there. So, um, yeah, I'm on that and, and, um, haven't had a chance to meet there in a, in a little bit of time given the situation, but, um, happy to be, happy to be on that for sure. Well, it's fun. I mean, I had Paul Varela. I went up there, Paul, he was episode, one of my earlier episodes and he showed me around campus and it was really, I mean, engaging the makers lab they've got up there. So, yeah, and there's a, there's the real entrepreneurial spirit when you come up there. And he said, "This is like hidden. We're hidden away, you know, hidden away here right. in Calgary because everybody focuses on uh, the other bigger, the other bigger place." Oh yeah, the other, yeah. You know, there's, there's, so, there, there's so many cool things happening in this city right now. I think everything from you know just culturally to, to entrepreneurship to even just um, you know even people just engaged in their communities i think what's that's what's super cool right now is you're seeing a lot of that and a lot of support systems coming out so um so how do we move forward from this podcast what how do we find you how do how do my two listeners find you uh yeah but you're too <laughs> sweet uh, yeah that, it doesn't mark well those yeah, two people they don't they don't amazing. carry very far one of them my mom <laughs> um i yeah so i'm on twitter instagram uh linkedin under amish marjaria uh, yeah. And also forwardlevel.com uh, is our website um, and moveforwardyyc.ca is our community, yeah. community initiative. So I think if uh, those are uh, two places where if you want to 
kind of sign up and keep in touch with us, we'd be happy to. And we try to, we try to release content. Yeah. We have, we we release blogs and, and, um, and a monthly kind of, uh, newsletter as well. So I think, um, if you're interested in staying in touch, um, there, there's a place and, um, and, and here's a funny story. You can unsubscribe anytime because my dad, (laughs) my dad did. (laughs) And that's a true story. My my dad unsubscribed. That was that was actually pretty funny. That was about a month ago. But did he did he make it sure it worked for others, or did he unsubscribe because he wanted to, he just wanted to see if it worked? No, no, it? he just wanted to unsubscribe. Yeah, <laughs> and it was pretty funny. He's he's uh he's he's a very sweet man, but uh, it's just funny because I just talked to him and I'm like, so what? Why? And he's like, well, it wasn't it was, well, it wasn't re- it wasn't relevant to me. So I'm like, well, fair enough. Smart. That, that is, is funny. Enough. That is fair enough. So, um, so make sure you're putting out relevant content, or else even but your dad. That is something. You know, the unsubscribe button. You know, it's like you click on it and you get to their website and you got to log in to change your profile. Like, I don't know that this has been something from ten years ago, and I don't know the login details. So then you send an email to to you know what I mean? Oh, there's so much friction. That that's Could, exactly what my point was. I didn't even know he knew how to unsubscribe. So <laughs> if it, he must have really wanted to do it. <laughs> somebody's got to come up with one of those websites, you know, what, like it's, but it's one of those things. Like if you, you know, when the Google, it's called crowdsourcing, you know, how Google, yeah. when you, when you get a, a website and it says, prove that you're not a machine or right. Mm-hmm. And that picture that comes up, that's Google crowdsourcing it. So the Digiform or whatever it is, they're li- that eight seconds. They crowdsourced. So they did pictures and then the words and letters, digitized books. Now they're doing bridges, roads, yeah. crosswalks. They're just, their algorithm, their machine is learning on your back. That's so right. somebody needs to do an unsubscribe thing, <laughs> right? How do, and then at the same time you, you get some other benefit. I don't know. You get, <laughs> you get, po- you get points on forward level marketing. Oh, don't we, we don't, we don't want to be the source of anyone unsubscribing. <laughs> that's for sure. F- FLM, we wouldn't FLM be credit. We'll, we'll send you credits. If you can unsubscribe to 20 different websites, we wouldn't yeah. be doing our job if we had our clients getting unsubscribed. So that's for sure. So we'll, we'll keep with the well, subscriptions. Good. Well, I'm a good. Uh, no, one last question, yeah. Airdrie. Where, yeah. where's the name Airdrie from? Because I, I don't uh, so, know. so this is a good. St- this is actually funny. I, I had no idea, but we did visit in Airdrie, Scotland, when I was a kid, and, yeah. um, and oh. now I know what it means. Um, it means King's Heights, and 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 I didn't know. I don't know if this is actually connected or not, because, but Airdrie, from an elevation standpoint, uh, because Banff is technically a town. And, I, yeah. and there's no fact checking on this, so I could be completely making this up. So, but anyways, from what I was told, uh, Airdrie is the highest elevated city, um, and I don't know if that's in, <laughs> in Canada or yeah. or or maybe or at what. one point it was. At one point maybe it was. Point it was. Yeah, at one point it nice. was. So apparently, it's it means King's Heights, and but but when we grew up, it was it was known as the armpit of Calgary. So <laughs> I'm glad we. I'm, I'm glad I know a new definition now. Yeah, you've clarified that that bad thinking, but you, you've grown. Yeah. Well, look, Amish, this has been a real lot of fun, and and the FLM way of uh, doing business is is definitely unique for me because this is really good learning points here. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. Well, play, stay safe out there and uh, keep uh, keep innovating, man. Yeah, you too. Take care. Thanks, Amish. Bye bye.